He's never fought us. Not us united. Welcome to Under Two Capes. I'm Jared, and how about that new intro I put together? Yeah, so it's a new era for DC, and it's a new era for Comics League. So I cut together a dope-looking intro and outro for for the entire channel now. So live streams, everything is going to be that one intro, because it's supposed to represent that all of these different shows, Under Two Capes, Snyder Saturdays or Sundays or whenever we have them, uh, Indie Wednesday, all those are under the Comics League banner. So from now on, they're all going to have that dope intro. Now, going to the topic of this week, did DC just confirm they're doing a reboot? So those of you that don't know, um, so uh, so the last issue of Dark Crisis comes out, I believe, in, yeah, in December. And also DC announced what's going to happen afterwards, after Dark Crisis. So essentially... It's going to be called Dawn of the DCU. Apparently, it's a new publish, a new editorial era. It's a new publishing initiative. Now, what this indicates to me is that, okay, so first off, I just want to say one thing: the Dan Moore covers for, uh, I mean, poster of uh, the Justice League is some of the most gorgeous art I've ever seen. Can we just have him do art forever for DC, please? Because that dude is like a god of DC art. So, besides that, so first uh, first immediate thing that I want to indicate here, that I want to point out, is that it looks to me that it's a return to a more classic era. It's essentially like Rebirth was. And what do I mean by that? If you look at the Mora covers, it's uh, that Mora poster of uh, the, the cover gallery that has like the Justice League. It's all the classic members of the Justice League. It's none of the, like, John Kent. It's none of the derivative heroes that ultimately the readership doesn't care about. It's Clark Kent Superman, not John Kent. Diana Prince, Wonder Woman. You know, a cyborg is with Nightwing and Starfire on the Teen Titans. So that that's interesting. We have Hal Jordan, and it looks like Wally West or, or Barry Allen, whichever one. But there's a Flash. It's one of the male Flashes. Wonder Woman is Diana, not Yara. And Aquaman looks like they're returning him to his old look without the beard and long hair. So that's an interesting way to do it. I believe they even said they were doing like they were changing his appearance in the Aquaman movie universe. So I guess that kind of aligns. And so first I want to talk about a little bit about um, this in general, why a reboot was needed. And then I'm going to get into what I want in this new reboot. In other words, what I think would serve DC best. That's the way I'm going to structure this episode. So first, why does it need a reboot? Because here's the thing. For a long time since, I would honestly say, I mean, the first time I observed how messed up DC's continuity was, was probably during Doomsday Clock, because here's why. Doomsday Clock was happening, and... It wasn't black labels, so we were led to believe to a certain degree that it was canon. Then you have 
death metal happening at the exact same time. And then you have three Jokers, and you have this. There were too many events happening, presumably at the same time, or they didn't give us enough of indication of when these events took place. So you had all these contradictory events happening at the exact same time. That's the issue there. Because it's like, come on, I'm, I'm like, guys, you could easily just give me a timeline, release a timeline that says, okay, so three jokers is here. This is the uh, three jokers, they have a little bit more leeway because it was a black label book and they kind of left it ambiguous yet about if it's canon or not. But dark, uh, but death metal and doomsday clock is inexcusable. Now, so that's the first thing. Second off, these characters are acting not like themselves. Superman's not acting like himself. Um, but Batman's definitely not acting like himself. Like when that one writer had him uh, had him pass by a group of looters and let them go on looting. That is not Batman. He has a very extremist view when it comes to crime, no matter what. You're a criminal. And actually, I, I started being Tom King's Batman and... Say which one about Tom King's Batman. He kind of emphasizes that point. So my, so it's like you don't understand Batman. That, that's the problem. They had too many writers that put their own personal agendas through the characters. Lord knows Tom King did that. That's another thing. What I think is gonna is gonna if this marketing is accurate, if it remains accurate, because then again it could change. And quite honestly, it, it's DC we're talking about, so it could very well change. If it stays, if it stays like this, it looks like they're. I, I, first off, Tavia, you should be pretty happy. If if this stays, if, if this could be an indicator of what they're doing, because it looks like they're going to have Superman. If this was a complete reboot, yeah. Now here's the thing. I'm operating under the assumption that this is going to be a complete new Fifty Two style reboot. Now, I, I'm also going to talk about in this episode the difference between uh, a new 52 and a rebirth, because it could be a rebirth style reboot. But anyway, going back to what I'm talking about, if this is a complete reboot, this could be how they de-age John Kent. Because the new continuity, they don't have to necessarily start like from scratch, and you uh, and you can see like what ha like Superman crashing on Earth. I do know that uh, that there's rumors that they're going to start Batman over from number one, so it could be. But what they could do is not necessarily show the origin again. Do it kind of like Matt Reeves did with the Batman movie. You know the origins of, of at least Batman and Superman and maybe Wonder Woman at this point. You can just watch the movie. So just have them start. Like they could have Superman and, and Lois Lane raising old boy John Kent. They could have Batman with uh, with Damien. What you could do is in the issue one, just say they've been hit superheroes for a while. Do not put a, do not, I repeat, do not put a numeral value because here's the problem. When they did the new 52, their issue was they marketed it as a complete reboot. Okay, that's fine. But they still say, they said, okay, so Batman's history is now condensed into five years. So he's had his back broken by Bane, went through five Robins. Green Lantern had Blackest Night, which doesn't make sense because a lot of these characters don't exist in this new universe. But that's the thing. That's what I think is going to happen. I think they're going to essentially... If it's a complete reboot, if it's a, uh, if it's a hard new 52 style reboot, what I think they're going to do is they're going to essentially um, in, in the new continuity, when the stories start, they will have been superheroes for like a long time. 
and they won't put like a numeral value on it. They'll just say, okay, so Batman's been Batman for a while. That way they can reference the other stories, but they don't have to worry about he's gone through five Batman, uh, five Robins in, in, uh, in like four years. That doesn't make sense. That way you avoid that. Same thing with Superman. They, they could have, he's had John Kent for a while. They could at least say he's been Superman for John Kent. They don't have to necessarily keep showing whenever they start the universe over. I mean, I get the idea about why they want to do that so they can bring in new readers. So I guess that's a way they can do it. But let's say they do a complete New 52 style reboot and want to show the origins again. They cannot, uh, they have to show everything from, if they're going to show the origins again, in other words, if they're going to start at like Clark Kent's rocket landing or Bruce Wayne's parents getting shot, they have to take this slow. They have to build up. They can redo like the stories of like Jason Todd, Dick Grayson, all that stuff. And that they, but they have to take their time. That was the problem with the new 52, particularly with Batman and Green Lantern, because I understand why they did it because there were so many fans of Green Lantern and Batman. And I loved, uh, I, I'm on the third omnibus of Jeff John's Green Lantern. I have the other two behind me. And my gosh, is that fantastic comic book writing. But my point is, is that I, I understand why they wanted to keep the, uh, to keep the, the Green Lantern and Batman. Cause those, the two things that were selling at the time, because J Jeff Johns had Green Lantern, and then you had Batman being Batman. But I think that what they should do is start from scratch. Retell those stories. You can definitely retell those stories. You can retell Nightfall. You can retell uh, a new version of Blackest Night. Because imagine Blackest Night with all the new characters that have been created since then. That could actually be really cool. So... Don't try and cram too much into this reboot. If you're starting at number one, start at number one. Don't try and fit in like five Robins and and like all of Batman's Robins in like five years. It doesn't work. Now, another thing that I really want, oh, and also looks like they're going back to the tr traditional team-ups because Cyborg, if you look at the character posters with the Teen Titans, Robin, I mean, Nightwing and Starfire. So it could be that they had their whole thing with him on the Justice League. It was pretty controversial with fans. I enjoyed it, but I could see why some people thought he's more of a Teen Titan. So I, I can see why he'd be on the team, on the uh, Teen Titans. And looks like, uh, so for Wonder Woman. So one of the things that I really want, if they're going to restart this, is put a competent team on Wonder Woman. Because she hasn't had that arguably since Greg Rucka and Liam Sharp and Rebirth. She hasn't had a competent team. Remember, the last time we had a Wonder Woman event, it was War of the Amazon, with like Trial of the Amazons, and it sucked. They need to put a competent team on Wonder Woman and get and, and because here's the thing: this character is like the most recognizable female superhero of all time. Captain Marvel doesn't come close to, to Diana Prince. The problem is that when you look at her comic books, there's either too many again, too many contradictions. There you go. Right. Decide on an origin. I prefer the, she was the daughter of Zeus because I think that adds a lot more to her character and it's it's easier to grasp than the, I was molded by clay by my mother. I, I can see why people like the clay origin, but I prefer the, the Zeus origin too. Um, but give her a competent team so maybe we can get some legendary, because here's the thing, Wonder Woman doesn't have the level of, of famous storylines that Batman and Superman do. And she's a member of the Trinity. So she should have that. For Aquaman, I would just essentially, really I wouldn't change that much on Aquaman. I would, again, competent writer. Just need a competent writer. 
for Jeff for Green Lantern, stop adding on stupid lanterns. Like, if I were you, don't put Teen Lantern in there and don't put Far Sector. In other words, don't pick the land or at least fix their origins. So, so you don't have like one hacking a Green Lantern that is dumb as hell, or one that's like, I passed my my mother passed her lantern ring on to me. That's not how it works. That is not how it works. And additionally, what I would do is for, for Green Lantern, stop trying to change how. It's it's really annoying when like uh, the the writers haphazardly say, okay, so this character is this, this character is this. Just stop, just stop. For the Flash, you don't really have to do that much for the Flash because what, what I've heard, his book is fantastic. So really, just keep doing what you're doing. In terms of Superman, okay, in terms of Superman, and you need a competent writer for this. Eliminate all traces of Brian Michael Bendis. I cannot stress that enough. Eliminate it all, starting with the with the John Kent age thing. Reform the Super Sons. You can do that, but eliminate anything Bendis did. Literally everything. Debendis Superman because he has contributed nothing of value to the character. Nothing. And he was on the character for like years, and it was abysmal. You a, a completely wipe really why Brian M M Michael Bennis's influence completely from DC everything everything that man has done burn it destroy it to quote uh to, to quote Loki destroy everything and then for Batman understand his strict no crime policy and by the way one more thing maybe we can actually implement my meritocracy system probably won't but my meritocracy system of saying that you start off on like a lower tier dc character when you first come to dc because you want to hire new talent that's fine but um you have to prove yourself before you can write for like any member of the justice league you don't get to write hal jordan bruce wayne diana prince any of the characters that anyone cares about you don't get to write when you first come in even if, if you poach someone from Marvel, because guess what? You had someone like Bendis who could write for Marvel, but can't write for DC. So you have to start off in like a, and like maybe a street level character. Then if you can write well, then you can graduate up to like a Batman, a Superman, a Wonder Woman. And then stop trying, eliminate the, the whole idea of the legacy characters. Because ultimately here's the problem with the legacy characters. And this is more so true for DC than Marvel. When you think of Superman, you think of Clark Kent. You don't think about John Kent. When you think about Batman, you think of Bruce Wayne, not Jace Fox. You don't think of Yar 4 for Wonder Woman, Teen Lantern, or Far Sector for Green Lantern. You really think of either Hal Jordan, uh, you think of Hal Jordan, Guy Gardner, Kyle Rayner, John Stewart, and to a lesser extent, uh, Jessica Cruz and Simon Bass. You don't think of that the other two. Oh, another thing for the Green Lantern. Stop adding on Lantern cores. Restore the ones that, that Jeff Johns created and leave it at that. Stop with the gold and the stupid ultraviolet core. That was so dumb. Now, you may be wondering, I talked about if it's a complete reboot. What happens if it's a rebirth style? Now, here's what I mean by that. A, a hard reboot, you know, the new 52 style reboot that I was talking about, that essentially means they're starting off and making and saying, assume we never publish a comic book. And we're starting these characters. I'm assuming we just invented Superman. 
That's essentially the hard reboot. The soft reboot, which is more what they did with Rebirth, was essentially through some cosmic shenanigans, restore certain parts of the universe. In Rebirth, they used Dr. Manhattan from Watchmen and said that he like screwed around with the DC timeline and like took five years away from these characters, messed with mess in the past and changed the future, and then he undid it. That, that's how you can essentially do a if you're doing it like that, there's any number of, of ways you, you can fix the universe. You can essentially have it where uh, maybe a, you have a cosmic be, being do it and then just restores the, um, the DC to I would say post death metal honestly is where I, is where I would place it. And then in terms of, that's honestly where I think where DC started to go downhill was after death metal because you have that uh, Infinite Frontier, which was dumb because that's when they let all the writers do whatever they want. You also need some to hire some freaking editors. That's another thing. But um, going on, e either one of the reboots, if it's a soft or a hard reboot, the either one can work and can uh, actually contribute to some uh, to, to a healthy universe. In other words, you don't have to do a hard reboot. I prefer the hard reboot because I think at this point it would be just too confusing for people. Just wipe the slate clean. I, I think DC honestly needs that because their continuity is too con convoluted. And if you go the route of rebirth, I fear it's just going to get more convoluted because here's the thing. When they went to reboot uh, to rebirth, it was essentially the new 52 style Earth, but they restored a couple of things. And the new 52 at that point was convoluted. So really at that point, they need to like to essentially just start over. You can have the super suns, you can have all that stuff that people like, but start over. That's the that's really the best way I could see stuff happening. Now, on, uh, just one more thing I really want to emphasize, by the way. Is that with these uh, with these Dan Mora posters? It's really interesting to see that all of the characters that are front and center right now are not the legacy characters. It's the traditional Justice League. Now, here is the question: There, does that does that mean that that the other characters are going to be put on the back burner, or are they not going to exist, or be like on or? Be like redone in terms of John Ken. In other words, are they going to revert them back to like Wonder uh, of Yar Floor being like Wonder Girl or something like that, or John Ken being Superboy? Are they going back to that and having Clark Kent Superman be the main Superman? Or if they go the rebirth route, what they could do first off, they could still DH John Ken Tevia. Second off, I think what they could do is essentially like. And I, I've said this for a while when Zaslav took over that I think what they're going to do is there is that the the only Superman book is going to be the Superman books going to be about Clark Kent only. Superman in action are going to be about Clark Kent only, not John Kent. He's not going to have his own book. Jace Fox is not going to have her own book. Unfortunately, Yarflor is not going to have her own book. Only the characters that you think of when you think of Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman and Green Lantern and such are going to be, uh, are going to have their books. That's it. You can have John Kent show up in the book. Jace Fox show up briefly in the book and just be like a background character. They'll, they'll, if they still exist, they'll be background characters. But I honestly think, based upon Zaslav's own statements when he's talked about DC, I think they're going back, honestly, in the era that I really, really, really love DC, when you only had one version of Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. I, I, I think that... 
Zaslav doesn't want multiple versions of the characters because that's confusing as hell. And, and by multiple versions, I mean Clark Kent, John Kent, Superman. No, it's just Clark Kent, Superman, John Kent, Superboy, at least. They'll, they'll do that. Or they'll just have Connor Kent be Superboy and have John Kent have his own identity. That would be a good idea, too. But that's really, that's really there. So in terms of, in, ter in terms of essentially, um, in terms of, do I think DC can pull this off? Because that's the million dollar question. Because it really doesn't matter if they promise all these, all the stuff from the reboot. Can they actually execute? I think they can't. Okay. I think maybe. Here's what's giving me a little bit more of hope too is that Jeff Johns is coming back to to do like the uh, so he's doing Flashpoint Beyond and he's doing his J JSA series. Here's why that's giving me hope is showing that DC is making an effort to bring back their top tier talent that made DC DC. That's one thing I was forever saying. Please do. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's plenty of great new talent like Dan Mora. Uh, I mean, he's newer, which Dan Mora, I'm convinced, is one of the most greatest DC artists of all time. I, he, he's up there. His Batman Superman book and just the way he renders the Justice League. That, that, that is just, I, I, I honestly cannot, um, cannot like geek out about, about Dan Mora um, anymore because it's like, he is so, so good. It's, it's really astounding, really, because it's like, dude, can you just draw all of these? Can you draw? I want a Dan Moore Justice League book. That's what I really want. I think that would be really, really, really cool. But uh, now what I think is actually really cool. Uh, now, here's the thing. I have hope. Now, I, I, I've always had hope for stuff. Hell, I'm a Snyderverse fan. I still think eventually we'll get Justice League Part 2 and 3. Five years down the line, definitely because of his Netflix stuff. But I do think eventually they'll bring him back. Not now, obviously, but also because of the money issue. But beyond that, I'm just saying that I'm hopeful for a lot of stuff. This news, now assuming, let's assume that, that all of this is what it appears to be, that they're going back to the traditional DC. About damn time, guys. Because... For the longest time, DC has not felt like DC Comics because they emphasize too much of like politics. And yes, that there's a time and a place for that, but it got too much. And comics has always been political. Yeah, but the writers and the stories have never like attacked people that disagreed with you. That's the difference. That's that's the difference. Because yes, comics to a degree have always been political, but they haven't been as in your face too. It's been like, okay, you can take this as a political story or could not, but I, I, I'm not talking about politics on this show. That's one of the, that's one of the comics league rules. But this is honestly, this is looking really, really good. Really, really good. Cause I, I think here's the thing. Here's the thing. After infinite, after like uh, in future state, when they announced they were uh, when they showed the new JLA and, and stuff and they kept those characters around, I th th this is the first thing I said when I saw that I was like they're doing all new all different DC. In fact, I think I labeled one of the one of the uh, earlier Under Two Capes episodes as uh, uh, as all new all different DC because that's what it looked like. Because for those of you that don't know, in twenty I think fifteen or so, Marvel had this initiative called All New All Different, which 
essentially what it was is they replaced all the main characters like Iron Man, Captain America, Thor with Jane Foster, Thor, Sam Wilson, Captain America, Riri Williams, Ironheart, uh, Carol Danvers with Ms. Marvel. Uh, I, mean, I mean, Carol Danvers with uh, Kamal Khan and tanked the company because ultimately it's like you took these characters that had their own identities and that's the problem with a legacy character is that you essentially tie like those characters to that identity and it doesn't work essentially lord knows that uh the the, the uh, lord knows that here's the problem lord knows that's not working for dc because you have john kent and arguably some people i've had people argue that that son of kal-el is actually pretty good and that's fine you can argue that all you want but the general consensus of that book is that it's not good it's not good that's just ultimately the point how do i know this because they're going back if it was if, if people really love john kent as superman which I get it. It's like, well, yeah, comics are are cyclical, and I get that that they were always going to bring back John, um, Superman as Clark Kent. But here's the thing: it was nowhere near as popular Son of Kal as Super Sons was. That was I remember when Rebirth was going down. People were raving about that book, raving. It was No matter what was going on in Rebirth. Super Sons was universally beloved. I still have to read it. I'm going to buy the omnibus and I'm going to read it. And then Tevi's going to come on the channel. We're going to talk about it. But it was, you know, I didn't hear a single bad thing about, about uh, Super Sons. And DC replaced it, uh, canceled it. And then aged up John Kent and then ruined him essentially because Bendis wanted to do that because because uh, 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 Bendis was going to Bendis. So I'm like, okay, guys. And and here's the thing, DC is trying to. Uh, here's the thing: these comic book companies, they're trying to essentially capitalize on the popularity of their movies. Mar that that was the problem with All New All Different too. It came out, it happened in the peak of the MCU. So essentially, you would have stories of guys going, "Okay, so I I just saw Thor: Dark World." Let's say now I know that happened earlier, but it's this it's the same concept. You see Thor Dark World. You're like, okay, I, I, I've never read a comic book, but you know what? I like that Thor movie. I'm going to go um, buy a Thor comic. You show up in the comic book shop, pick up a Thor comic. Who the hell is this girl? Guess what? That was that was happening. And particularly, and here's the thing, particularly Zaslav, he recognizes that Superman, for one thing, is the single most ident identifiable symbol in the world. DC has the the largest icons in the world, pop cultural icons. When someone picks, uh, uh, let's say they eventually come out with Man of Steel 2 and they want to go see, uh, read a Superman comic and they pick up Son of Kal-El. They're going to be like, well, yeah, it has Son on it, but they're going to pick up the Superman book and see John Kent. I'm like, this isn't Clark or Batman. Jace Fox isn't Batman. You see what I'm saying? They could be good characters, but ultimately, if you're trying to get a larger audience, you have to, ha unless you have a John Kent movie, which is never going to happen because he's nowhere near as popular as his father. Unless you have a John Kent movie, you're not going to get a John Kent. I, 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 from now on, I don't think you're going to get a John Kent book. Because here's the thing. These corporations want uh, synergy. Arguably, the MCU is going away from that because they're trying to all new, all different thing in the movies, and that's not working. But DC is going for synergy. Which means, based upon this poster, it looks like they're going back and saying, no, we're going to have Clark Kent, 
Bruce, uh, Bruce Wayne, Diana Prince, Hal Jordan, Wally West, or Barry Allen. I, it's hard to tell from that poster. It looks like Wally West in his all red suit, which I'm fine either way because I love both flashes and the traditional look for Aquaman. Looks like DC is going back to basics. They're like, okay, you know, we strayed from our path a little bit. Let's just go back to basics. That's the That's the best way to do it. That is the most fantastic way to do it. And uh, honestly, that's the best way to capitalize on, on your movies. Because if you have a new, uh, he, he, here's the good part. DC is, try, is it trying to essentially, in a way, re restart their cinematic e e universe and, and get it running again. If you reboot the comic books at the same time and make it so it's a really easy entry point for anyone. And, uh, and this is also interesting because DC is also advertising the comics at the end of the trailers too. I saw that and I was like, thank God they're doing that finally. If you have, if you combine all those points, you have the movies that are popular and a jumping on point. Then you have the advertising for the comic books, and if the comic books a reflect the movies and b are good quality. Guess what? It's more likely that someone's going to go to the movies and say, "Oh, oh th these are based on comic books. I'm going to go uh, to one of those stores and check it out." They show up, they open up a Superman book, and they're reading about Clark Kent, and they're like, "Oh, this is cool. I like this. I'm going to read that Batman book and then that Wonder Woman book." See, it eventually snowballs. DC, okay, from the outside, DC looks like they're doing all the things I told them to do. So I'm like, yes, DC, DC is obeying me. I now have powers to control DC. So happy. That's, that's what this is looking like. I'm very excited for DC right now. It's it's back to basics, and that's everything DC needs. Say what you want. I I, I love the new fit too, but arguably it changed too much, and that's what they changed too much away from the from the traditional DC, and that's why people hated it to to a major degree. Then they had to bring in Rebirth. When you tried to bring that stuff back in and combine with the new Fifty Two, it convoluted it. This one, if they're doing a complete reboot, it's like nope, we're going right back to like I would say the best continuity. The best way to go back, the best version of these characters post-crisis. Because that's when you had a lot of the best DC stories of all time. Like Blackest Night, um, Multiversity. You had uh, Flashpoint to a certain degree. You had Superman, uh, All-Star Superman. Arguably, I wasn't canon, but whatever. You had Grant, any story in Grant Morrison's um, JLA book. You had, uh, let's see, what else? You had uh, JLA Tower of Babel. You had Batman the Long Halloween. My uh, Batman Hush. The point is, most of DC's best modern stories are in the post-crisis. So if you actually try and base this off the post-crisis continuity, and honestly, the post-crisis continuity fits the darker-ish, uh, uh, the dark-ish tone of the movies really well. So if you if you match those, you have fantastic synergy, and looks like they're doing it. So this is uh, finally we're getting some good news out of, out of DC, because honestly, it, it's been it's been quite a slog. Because it's it's like okay guys, uh, they, they made so many bad decisions the past couple of years that I'm just like okay okay guys this really sucks. Now to see them going back to the era, seemingly going back to the iteration of DC that I've grown up loving and, and reading and watching, 
it fills me up with hope and I will definitely be checking out the the number ones for all uh, if they if they do like a new 52 style thing where all the JLA people get number ones I'm gonna buy all of them I, I want all of them because I, I'm gonna I'm gonna start this because this really gets me so like jazzed up about the future of DC because they have the opportunity here to uh, to uh, to essentially, bring the fan base together like they could never do be, do so before. Plus just and, and one more thing I just want to emphasize enough, give Dan Mora more work is that that dude is awesome. Now on that note, I'm not going to end this episode, but I really want I, I want to transition real quick. Actually no. One more thing that's in, interesting here I want to bring up. I'm going to share my screen. I do not want to tr transition the topic because here's the interesting thing. So in the issue that I've, that's about Dawn of the DCU. Nightwing is like, seems to be the focal point of it in in front of a, a, a um in front of the different worlds of the multiverse. That's interesting. So, for those of you remember in Death Metal, Wonder Woman was the was the focal point, and then she got like all these god powers from uh from the the, the essentially uh, gods of the multiverse. And so that could be what it is. It could be that um, Nightwing's going to be the next focal point, or it's just he's part of it. Another thing that I definitely like is that it seems like they're they're doing a bunch of like stories in the universe that are like one-offs and stuff. Like they're doing one about the badass Superman, Batman, Green Lantern a mix. I think they're doing one about what is it about um they're doing like a one shot about stan lee's earth for uh, earth six for his birthday just by the way look at these dan mora like pictures and, and I, I believe i'm going to use the poster for this as my thumbnail because this just looks amazing all the, the colors and everything everything dan mora renders just looks amazing then we also have like the reference to final crisis where batman died died but geez, it, it looks really, really, really cool. And uh, I'm trying to find uh, another thing here. But yeah, it looks like Nightwing is going to be like the, the focal point of the new event here. All right, so uh, I'm going to read this uh, th this article on, on uh, Screen Rant that's talking about it. So it says here, in a new preview of Dark Christ on Infinite Earths number 7 by Joshua Williamson, blah, 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 the heroes of Earth, including the recently returned JSA, will have defeated the Great Darkness and Pariah, big surprise, as a final war will begin against Deathstroke and his dead Dark Army. I love how Deathstroke was manipulated by like the darkness and he's like the main bad guy. That is so cool as a Deathstroke fan. In a press release, Williamson revealed that the event's finale will be the, darkest, the darkness before the dawn referring to a new dawn of the DC universe. The Dark Crisis writer said that the issue be began with death, but will end with life. At the end of the event, we'll launch the, the DCU into a new exciting direction. Dark Crisis on Infinite Earths will feature a main cover uh, with a slew of variants, including among the new things by Clayman, blah, 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 blah. Uh, the synopsis of Dark Crisis teases a battle ahead and reveals the shocking conclusion uh, that the shocking conclusion will launch the DCU into 2023. So it says here, the great darkness is defeated, but the final art of war 
has only just begun between the remaining heroes and Deathstroke's dark army. Who will be left standing? The Justice League and the Infinite Earths have returned. Big surprise, but at what cost? Do not miss the shocking conclusion that launches the DCU into 2023. Yeah, but it, it definitely looks like we're going to get um, everything going back to normal. Uh, let's see. Um, it'll be fascinating to see what... Yeah, it, it'll be interesting to, to to see essentially what the new e e universe looks like because it'll be a, a, how much of the universe has changed. I know, we'll see. I also want to see if DC will commit to this because as I mentioned earlier in this episode, DC has a tendency of not committing to things and then undermining them later. Snyderverse, the new 52, the minute someone freaks out, and it's it's really just it's really annoying, and I really hope that 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 DC when they go with this new exciting direction in twenty twenty three, that they stick to it, and that they essentially say, okay, so this is the way the universe is going to look like. They're not going to like what I mean by that. People don't like it. They're not going to do another confusing soft reboot to throw in a bunch of stuff that people uh, tweet about. And on CDC, ignore Twitter because the people that are tweeting about, oh, I ship this character with this character with this character with this character. No, they're not the ones that buy comics. I want John Kent to be with Damian Wayne. They don't buy comics. They, they, they do not. They absolutely do not. The people that would be tweeting at you if you undo John Kent and Jay are, do not buy comics. Or at least not enough of them buy them to justify keeping that around so there you go uh, i'm just i'm just gonna give you there right there but that's what i can give you there ignore twitter that's really the best way that i think dc could advance just ignore twitter and ultimately focus on the comic sales and use the honestly use the comic sales as an i as essentially Indicator if the book is popular. If it if it's not sell, selling well, I mean, one issue dip. Okay, that's fine because you could have that, and then you you could recover from that. In other words, if like let's say they do two issues of a series, it's doing great, and then one issue bombs. Obviously, don't cancel a book because you could always course correct. But if it starts to become a trend, cancel the book. Like actually cancel it. Don't worry about backlash or anything like that. Cancel the book. So ultimately, you're just wasting your writer's time, your artist's time. You're wasting your characters. You're just doing damage to the brand. And that's another thing. That's why I think that, that, that they're going back to the classic DC Justice League and the classic DC Universe because they recognize that, guess what? At least the new regime, the brand was damaged with the direction that DC was going in. Their sales were tanking hard and the images of these characters were tarnished. That's why, honestly, I think they're going to do a hard reboot because they can just say all that stuff that people hated, it's gone. It's wiped away. It never existed. Superman never gave away his secret identity because Brian Michael Bendis was too lazy to write Superman with a secret identity. Yes, it was laziness. It was ultimately, it was laziness that that had him reveal his identity. That's it. It was laziness. I feel like. Zaslav now is saying, okay, so we're going to go back to what made DC DC. What made DC popular? We're going to get these talents. We're going to go back to the normal version of the, of the characters, and we're good to go. That's it. Point is, right now, I am 
very excited for what uh, for the direction DC is going in, and I think it's going to be very fun as we get closer to get more of an indication of what the new universe is going to be, what the new rules are going to be, what they can modify some of the origins as long as they keep the basic plot. And I'm interested. I'm interested to see what the new universe is going to look like. How much of the old old like old pre-reboot universe is kept around or if it's just wiped completely clean because that'll be interesting to see what they do and i'm actually gonna leave it at that i think that's a good way to that's a good place to leave the episode hope you guys enjoyed this one hope you guys enjoy my new clips there's gonna be a new intro in the beginning of this episode and then there's gonna be a new outro as soon as i outro out the out the show in terms of, of what's coming up next in the content, um, on Sunday, uh, Nick from the Phoenix Press and I will be reviewing, uh, we'll be on Snyder Sunday talking about the movie A Sucker Punch live. So you'll be able to, to come in live and interact with us. And then on Saturday, I'm thinking about doing a Q&A. If that's uh, something you guys would be interested in, drop in the comments and I'll, I'll do that. And... We're gonna do the Snyder, uh, the Snyder essentially trivia night uh, on a future date. That way, I, I can actually get more of the panel on, more of the, the traditional panel. I can get Nick, I can get Taladia, I can get some people on here that will, uh, and you guys on there too. Okay, and um, in terms of Indie Wednesday, I, I'm thinking of doing more of. Um, more invincible really because th that was really popular i enjoyed reading it and it was super fu fun to talk about and th thank you guys for for talking about geiger so much because that was honestly a really good read thank you again to massio v2 for talking about it honestly no I, I could also talk about spawn if you guys want and i could also talk about wildcats from jim lee there's so many um indie books that i've been reading that i'm going to review on the channel because i think that'd be really fun so that's we have to look forward to on Indie Wednesday. And then for Sunday, uh, I mean, for the the Monday video, just, uh, let me know what you guys want to see. Anyway, stay heroic, everyone. Uh, I will see you in the next episode. See, see you later.